0: So, guys, today's topic is very interesting. I have a fellow podcaster as a guest. Um, So I want to ask you guys a couple of questions that might, you know, have you thinking. So do you think you are prepared for catastrophes to happen to you? Do you know how how would you react? Do you, you know, watch a movie and think, oh, my God, I might have reacted way better than that? Um, Is it true that you have fight or flight instincts? What's happening? Um, So today's guest, uh, Taylor, fellow podcaster, we're hopefully going to learn a bit more about that. Uh, So let's get started. hola hello everybody and welcome to the pretty sure podcast the podcast where we talk about life love travel business and everything in between life tends to get messy sometimes and nobody really taught us how to live it with your new best friend confidant and host yours truly sabrina i will always have your back and it is my mission that you never feel alone again because i'm always here so fasten your seatbelts because the ride is about to get really bumpy. Welcome to season two and let's go. So guys, today's guest, Taylor, fellow Hello. podcaster, um, he runs the show Waffle Shop. And has a very interesting story. First of all, I have to say that we connected through podcasting groups on Facebook. So if you are looking for people to talk to, connect for your business or whatever it is, definitely recommend Facebook groups. Comment, like, message. You're not a stalker. You're not crazy. It does work. (laughs) um so yeah taylor introduce yourself tell us a bit about your story who you are and then we can get into oh,
1: the deep well, first end of all, it. thank you for having me it's it's the first time i've kind of been on someone else's podcast so it's it's quite a surreal experience at the minute but i'm very excited to be here so thank you for having me
0: oh i'm super excited to have you
1: <laughs> oh thank you um so yeah my name's um taylor i've i'd never had any experience with kind of podcasts or anything like that before but I had, like in what you said in your introduction, a bit of a traumatic experience happened to me. And then mm-hmm. it kind of, it helped me kind of, you know, like it was kind of like therapy for me. And then it purely from like a selfish point of view. And then it, it slowly and is still continuing to evolve into kind of like a hobby. But now it's like a kind of like a platform where it's helping people which I was never expecting it to kind of get to that stage. So, yeah, we have a um, a saying in England where when someone's talking too much, like, oh, they're waffling. Um, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> that's kind of where the name came from. It was like the Waffle Shop and then it was kind of born from myself and a friend about, you know, opening up and because it's something that I never, ever do. So, yeah it was kind of that
0: was going to be my question for you how um, did you actually call the podcast so that's amazing so okay waffling I've never heard of the phrase yes
1: it's quite good like st- to try and explain that to someone because obviously i think when people like hear or see like the waffle shop they assume it's like about food or waffles yeah um, i
0: thought it was like a foodie podcast. <laughs> to be quite honest
1: no i do too much of that outside of the podcast i do not need to bring that into the podcast. <laughs>
0: And why did you call it shop? Like, is there, is it also part of a phrase in the UK? Does it have a mean, or is it just to be playful?
1: I think it was just to be playful because I kind of wanted it to be this kind of place that, you know, like you go to to kind of, you know, either pick things up or, you know, take what you kind of want from what you're listening to. And then obviously Mm -hmm. the only thing that I could think of that kind of represented that was like a shop. I mean, I mean, not at the moment, obviously, quite a lot of them are (laughs) closed. But yeah. <laughs> the waffle shop is always open.
0: <laughs>
1: um, yeah, <laughs> That's I it to be kind of a place where some, you know, people can like open up about you know anything, um, like anxiety, mental health, those little things that kind of get on your nerves. Yeah, so, yeah the waffle shop was born.
0: <laughs> um. So how? Did you ever consider creating a podcast or was it after this traumatic experience or was it because you didn't really have much to do like, you know, in lockdown or what was it that drove you to say, oh, maybe I'll try podcasting?
1: So I always kind of, I'm a huge music fan. So, you know, I'm, I'm a big kind of believer in like music kind of helps people heal, you know, whether it's like a happy memory or sad, you know, there's always like a song that's kind of you know, related to it. So I was constantly scrolling through like, um, you know, Spotify, you know, anything kind of like that, just to kind of fill my time. And so there was a kind of like a lot of emotion there. And then I, by accident, stumbled across podcasts. And I can't even remember the first one I actually started listening to. And I was just like, oh, wow. So this is a, this is a thing now. And then it kind of, I got more and more involved listening to them. And then yeah it kind of I went away for the weekend with my auntie I wasn't in a very very good place at all and I was like you know what like I'm I'm sick of kind of sitting around feeling sorry for myself like I want to either you know help other people and but at the same time like I was going through such a rough patch that I really needed to kind of open up like there's quite a lot of stuff that was going on that I needed to kind of get off my chest and I was having therapy sessions at the time and obviously once the lockdown hit I wasn't able to have those sessions anymore so I was like okay well I'm on while I'm in this frame of mind where I need to kind of open up and you know allow things to process and heal it kind of like just dawned on me like well why don't you do it so it was completely out of my comfort zone it was something that I've never done before and now I can honestly say, as cheesy as it sounds, I think it's potentially changed my life, but for the better. (laughs) I love that. It's really, honestly, it sounds so cheesy, but, you know, the people who I've met through podcasting and kind of like even connecting to people who are listening to, you know, it's, it's insane. And it's, from a selfish point of view, it's really helped me these past couple of months.
0: Yeah. I love that. What are the topics that you cover the most? So- you know, you like you said you'd like to help people. You want people to have kind of like an outlet or listen to whatever rants and stuff. But how do you decide what topics you talk about? Do you have a specific theme? Like let the listeners that have never heard your podcast know kind of how you go about it.
1: Yeah, sure. So um, I'm a big person in terms of like, you know, I never used to open up about anything. I used to keep everything kind of locked in. Like I'll deal with it myself. So it's kind of like, and you listen to these podcasts and you see things on the ins- Instagram and like the internet of like, you know, um, oh, I have anxiety, you know, and there's not really a huge platform of saying, you know, of how to cope with it. How do you, yes, people have depression. Yes, people have anxiety, but how do you deal with it? Um, and, you know, you, like, you see all these kind of like self-help books, but, you know, it doesn't work for ev- everyone. And I was in this kind of stage of, of like, well, you know, I can't do yoga. I can't listen to Mm -hmm. whale music. You know, these things aren't working for me. And I was kind of like beating myself up a little bit because it's like, well, you know, is there something wrong with me? So I just kind of wanted to, and I kind of fell into that voice of being, that's not going to work for everyone. (laughs) You know, someone with my kind of build is not able to do yoga. I mean, if it works, you know, it's incredible. It's about finding what works for you. Um, so yeah, I just kind of wanted to. It's it's mainly around mental health and kind of like opening up and being honest about how you're feeling. Um, but then some of my episodes are just kind of like a a Friday night beer kind of vibe, you know, having a few beers with your friends, having a waffle, getting things off your chest. So yeah,
0: <laughs> it's it's
1: a, it's a huge range. <laughs> literally, once a once there's a beer involved, literally, God knows where the conversation goes.
0: Oh my God. Yeah. I don't know if you're like me, but sometimes I'll be recording an episode and I'll be talking about, you know, like five things or like five topics. And then I'm like, I'm in number three and I don't know what I said for the yeah. first two.
1: <laughs> but I think that's what like the beauty of like podcasts like are because they're so kind of, I think they're therapeutic for the, whoever's listening to them. But at the same time, like I think for the person who's actually like hosting the podcast, it's such a like, a fun way of getting things off your chest and kind of, and I just love like kind of like where the trail of thought goes. Cause like yeah, you can exactly. sit here like with a plan in front of you, like oh, I'm going to talk about this, 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 and this. Then halfway through, you're going to think about, you know, there's something that kind of popped up in mid conversation on mine is like that hot dogs are just a sausage kind of batch. Yeah. And it was like, well, where did the, how did that come from? So it, yeah. I I love the kind of conversations it kind of, it kicks off. I think it's incredible.
0: Yeah, for sure. What is the biggest thing that it's taught you? So you were telling me that you weren't really that open before. And now with podcasting, it's kind of helped you. So like, what is the biggest thing that's changed for you since you started podcasting?
1: Um, It's just the support that comes from it. Like for someone who I feel like I'm 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 not a lone wolf, but sometimes I kind of isolate myself in terms of like how I'm feeling or like what I'm currently dealing with. But it's kind of taught me that you're not the only one feeling like that. So stop beating yourself up for feeling like that. And I think it's like it's shown me that it one, it's okay not to be okay. Two, you know, the feeling of being vulnerable and scared and, you know, anxious. It's like it's completely normal. And especially with the time that we're living in at the moment it's you know it's I think it's opened up a lot of other people's eyes you know to these feelings and the fact that so many more people are talking about it now it's, it's a really incredible thing but yeah I think that's the biggest lesson I've talked from it like you know your what you're feeling is normal yeah so it's kind of a bit of a weight. it's been a huge weight off my shoulders
0: yeah I I, I tell that to my mom as well because she's like why are you going to talk about that in an episode like why are you going to talk about I don't know when an ex-boyfriend of yours broke your heart and I'm like I don't know I feel like it might help someone and then she's like she's the one that told me so it's kind of like a therapy and I'm like "Mm, I guess (laughs) like I I guess I'm my own therapist at this point
1: but you but you never know who's listening like are we we had a like a a girl reached out to us and said like that she was having kind of like she thought she was having like asthma attacks so mm-hmm. but she was just thought she hadn't She had asthma anyway so she kind of ignored it she was taking her like inhaler to help her breathe it wasn't from like listening to the podcast and I was saying like you know how I was feeling when I was having like a panic attack or anything like that she actually went to the doctors after listening to that podcast to get some help and it turned out she was having panic attacks and she didn't know oh wow so And I mean, I'm not saying like, I'm, you know, (laughs) I'm not a doctor in the slightest, (laughs) you know, no, (laughs) no way. Take your advice with a grain of salt. (laughs) Yes. Um, But it's purely just from like my own experiences. And, you know, if it seems to, if it was never about listeners for me, it was like, if, if one person hears it and it kind of, you know, makes them think and makes them feel that it's okay not to be okay, then for me, it was a job well done.
0: Yeah. What was the hardest thing? about doing that.
1: Like um, doing the whole thing. It was the confidence thing. I'm very stick to what I know. Don't get out of my comfort zone. Like mm-hmm. I, I never kind of, you know, I will have the same meals. If I go to the same restaurants, I will, you know, drink the same drink. I'd never kind of change anything. I'm so kind of stuck in my routine. So yeah, that I feel like that was the hardest part. It's kind of once you've kind of pushed like press send, it's out there. You know, it's kind of people are listening and it's kind of, so that, especially like my first episode, when I kind of opened up about everything, that was probably the hardest thing. And I still haven't listened to that episode back because I'm too scared of <laughs> kind of reliving it. <laughs> it uh, I can
0: relate to that. I can relate.
1: <laughs> and hearing and so your own what, voice. <laughs> I don't yeah, know what oh it is, but like hearing your own voice, there's something about it. It's like kind of like fingernails down a chalkboard. It's like, ugh really cringy
0: yes I've said this in a couple of my episodes as well but funny story is I used to hate my voice when it was in recordings you know whenever I would do an Instagram story with my friends and I would be like yelling or saying something I would force them to (laughs) re-record them and so now me doing a podcast is very very ironic so I don't know if you can relate to that or if that ever happened to you as well
1: it's like going to um you know like when you've gone to a gig or anything or like a concert and you've recorded it on like your Instagram story or your Snapchat story and then you listen to it back yeah and you can't hear who's singing because literally it's just you like screaming <laughs> down the phone. Yeah. It's kind of like that kind of vibe.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was the hardest thing for me. Um so what tips would you give? Like how did he overcome that? Like from going from someone that, you know, like you said you go to the same restaurant all the time to talking about I'm feeling sad today. I'm feeling depressed. Like, this is how I reacted to my anxiety attacks. How, How? like, what would you recommend people do Um, to get to that level?
1: If they don't podcast. It was obviously, do you mean like from a a podcast point of view? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Just go for it. Like, there is always going to be people out there that are going to judge you, whether it's right, wrong, you know. You could be like the nicest person in the world, but like, if you, people are always going to have an opinion. And I think for me, I was so scared for such a huge part of my life to get out of my comfort zone. Yeah. And until you t- kind of take that step, you know, there could be better things waiting for you. And if it's not right now, you know, it could be like in, you know, a month's time and like, you've just got a, like, there's a huge saying that has kind of been embedded in me now. And it's kind of, um, oh God, I forgot, I forgot it now. It's literally just gone over my head. Oh, there we go. You'd rather regret something that you have done than what you haven't done. And for me, it was very much like, do you know what? If you've if you've got that confidence now to do it, you know, just jump with both feet. If it fails, it fails. You've got incredible people around you, your friends are going to support you, your family. And yeah. It it paid off. So I'd highly recommend it. Getting out of your comfort zone.
0: <laughs> I yeah. love that and so talking about you know like mental health and all of that I actually did a mental health week special but I feel like it's really important to talk about it yeah. so does it have to do with what like the situation that you went through or how you always struggled with it or like when did this all thing start
1: yeah so I this is going to sound really really bad and but kind of before I experienced it I didn't quite believe in it I didn't quite believe that there was something, you know, that could make people feel this way. And I think it was probably, you know, ignorance. It was probably, you know, just completely being uneducated by it whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went through the whole situation that I did. And it was like, all of a sudden I was having these feelings. I was scared. I was kind of like, you know, it was the slight, these little things that I used, that were part of my routine were now making me feel like anxious and like panic and you know the first time I was having a panic attack I honestly thought that was it for me I thought I was, I thought it was a heart attack and it was I was like no that's you know it's not nice so I generally I feel you know apologies to anyone who has lived with this for their whole life but you're remarkable if you have because I've only had it for like three years and I've it's ripped me apart so you're incredible if you've lasted this long with it
0: that's <laughs> That's very intense. Yeah, (laughs) I think (laughs) No, that's perfect. Like I love I love these conversations. But I definitely do agree. Um, most of us out there have like until you experience it, you don't really believe in it because it's this kind of thing that's you can't really see, right? So sometimes this is also gonna sound bad, but sometimes you even think, Oh, they're like making it up for attention or whatever. But then you actually experience it and you're like, Holy shit, like this is an actual thing, like wow.
1: And it's, I think the worst thing as well, especially from, I'm a little bit of a control freak when it comes to kind mm-hmm. of like more routine and kind of like, you know, how I run my house and stuff like that. Not like I'm like a military kind of, everything needs to be like a certain <laughs> way, but, um, you know, to that kind of not have control over the way I'm feeling or, you know, of, you know, the, the panic and like the anxiety it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's not nice it's not like to deal with at all.
0: Did you realize you were going through it, or was it that you are just not feeling okay? And you went to someone, and they actually diagnosed you, or how? How did you realize that you were not okay?
1: To be fair, it's it's probably easier if I explain the situation, that kind of like what I went through, and then it's kind Mm of I think it'll probably fall into line. Mm -hmm. Um, three three years ago in May, um, my mom went in to have a operation. She had a slipped um, disc in her back, so it was quite a routine operation that she was having. Mm -hmm. Um. The operation went okay what we thought at the time. Um she came home um and then she started to get like really kind of delusional so we got her to hospital and um cuz I thought she was like overdosing on her medication which is why she was kind of slurring her words like she was she wasn't with it at all. But what actually was happening was the spinal fluid was leaking and collecting at the bottom of her spine. So obviously they were they reassured me that it was you know just uh You know, we just need to drain the fluid. We just need to do this. So I actually left my mom in hospital around about midnight. I had to come home because my little sister was starting her exams the day after. Mm -hmm. And then I got a call at 8 a.m. the following morning, just sent my sister off to start her first exam for them to say, Mr. Patterson, you need to get to the hospital now. Um, We need to make a decision around your mom's brain. And obviously me being really argumentative, I was like, no, her back. They were like, no, her brain. I was like, okay. So got to the hospital and they literally said that the spinal fluid had traveled up her spine and caused a blockage. And basically there's a high chance that she could be brain dead and that she could die. So it's kind of that in itself is like, okay, okay. No one should, no one ever should ever, no child should ever hear that their parent is going to sure. die. And then kind of like what happened following that was just kind of a series of, you know that, you know that book, um, a series of unfortunate events.
0: Yeah. yeah. It, yeah, it's yeah.
1: Literally, that is pretty much what my life is. <laughs> it's just one thing after another. Um, so yeah, my mom and they put her into a coma um and then basically you know they did test after test after test and they were like there's no signs of life this that and the other um she was having you know apparatus to help her breathe um yeah and i just remember them saying to me like you know there's there's nothing more that we can do and we're gonna turn the life support machine off um by this point it was actually halfway through my sister's exams and I literally begged the doctor. I was like, just please, like, if you're going to do anything, just wait till my sister has finished her exams. Yeah. I don't want, this is going to rip us apart. I don't, I want her to be as successful as she possibly can. Not that obviously the results would define her success. Um, yeah. but so they, they agreed and I'm like, okay, for seven more days. And then in that period of time, they, she was showing signs of, improvement so she was responding very very slightly and then from there she's just gone from strength to strength like she's fought pneumonia she's fought coronavirus like my mum is now in a rehabilitation hospital kind of learning how to use her hands to kind of you know swallow again so yeah it's it's been tough incredibly tough to go from, and did like, they tell uh, you
0: what caused it like what led for the spinal fluid to release it's a bit
1: of a gray area um which is currently being t- dealt with with some very heavy solicitors <laughs> so oh, I don't wow. know how much I can actually talk about <laughs> um but yeah it's been a it's been a wild journey it's just about the um the spinal fluid leaking and mm-hmm. they're kind of looking at it it's like should she had been discharged when she was um the BBC have been involved they've kind of they've done documentaries on the surgeon like the surgeon who actually completed the operation um he's actually from his work has actually led to people's death so in like wow. a grand scheme of things as much as this has kind of like changed our lives my mom's incredibly lucky to still be here and to still you know it, things could always be worse yeah so yeah for me and my little sister to go from kind of a normal kind of family life to literally overnight to now. It was kind of like, okay, here is a house, here is a child. This is your problem now. <laughs> how so, old
0: were you in that when that happened? So like three years ago. But how old are you?
1: Twenty seven. I was. I literally just turned twenty seven. Oh and my then, god! And
0: your sister? How old was she?
1: She was fifteen at the time. Wow. Yeah. So she, yeah, we literally. Oh no, sixteen. She just turned sixteen. I just turned twenty seven and yeah so i had to do the whole kind of the the big brother thing like of the prom the prom hair the prom shoes sorting all that out the whole kind of teenage kind of yeah it's oh my god (laughs) so yeah what was
0: going on through your mind when the whole thing happened like what you know they tell you your mom might not make it what were you thinking what were you feeling
1: um scared like completely on my own like as much as like my family were there and there was a lot of kind of like family dramatics and a lot of kind of um you know to in and fro in and like, like I just it just wasn't it was very very toxic at the time and all I kept thinking was what would my mom do in this situation to you know to be there for my little brother and for my little sister and then there was tough decisions to be made like there was she was having she's an incredibly popular woman and she was having visitors like all the time and i had to they said to me like you know she needs to stop having these visitors because she's becoming overstimulated you know it's going to have like a, a a negative effect on her recovery and i had to kind of tell everyone like look like i'm going to you know pull it back to just like immediate family for the time being thinking that everyone was going to support it you know like you know do what's right kind of thing yeah. and it literally went completely the opposite way like i was I was literally ripped apart on social media. There was people kind of talking about me left, right and center saying, you know, like, he shouldn't be doing this. He shouldn't be doing that. So it was like, that's when the mental health started because I've only ever protected and done what's right for my mom and my sister. So now mm-hmm. to kind of have what felt like at that time, like a whole kind of army of people telling me that you're wrong, you're this, you're that, I I crumbled and yeah. yeah it wasn't a very nice period of time <laughs> and oh God, it's like imagine. it on goes like we have I must get told like about three times a year that my mom's gonna die and it's it probably sounds like I'm being really like blunt about it but mm-hmm. it's 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 tough so they kind of thought I was having like a recurring case of like post-traumatic stress Obviously, when Mm -hmm. people go through that, they have it like I've just left to one event, whereas mine is obviously every time like I get a phone call to say like mom's been taken to hospital, I I crumble badly. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. I'm a huge believer in taking negatives to positives. And, you know, my mom is now safe, like, you know, my mom's still here. Like I've seen my sister go from, you know, a, a young girl into like a beautiful adult um you know she's she's done it incredible and yeah like I wouldn't have gone on the holidays that I have I wouldn't have gone you know I wouldn't have met the people I would have if this hadn't have happened so as much as it's kind of I think it tried to ruin my life I think it's actually it was meant to happen in a way For
0: sure, I think everything happens for a reason
1: definitely it really does
0: so how, how did you deal with the whole thing of, okay, now I kind of have like a child to take care of? Because obviously, um, I mean, she was 16, <laughs> she was a bit old, but yeah, still not old it's enough. Not it's not easy. Like, do I think it life? would
1: have been easier for me to deal with a newborn than it would than an angry 16. old. I'm sure you, <laughs> don't think. can you remember what you were like at 16? Oh my God,
0: I was the worst. Like, like,
1: no. <laughs> so to kind of be dealing with this, all this change myself and then having to kind of be there, but... I'm so lucky like me and my sister we've always been really close we've always been to like gigs together like she was she was my best friend um so then kind of when this happened it was yeah it I think that's what I mean it was meant to happen like I was petrified about her exam results and there was all these people saying like you know she shouldn't be living at with Taylor she needs a proper stable family home she needs this that and the other and um I remember the day we got her exam results and she was like, oh, I've done okay. I was like, oh, okay. Like we were actually going to Reading Festival. I was like, oh, do you know what? We'll just go away. We'll have a few drinks. We'll just really like let off some steam. And then I was like, oh, what did you get then? And she read them out. And honestly, it's one of my proudest moments of my life for both me and for her. And it was like a star, a, a, a. So I don't know how she did it, but it's kind of one of those biggest kind of, Few moments for me for all those people that kind of like doubted us. Um, Yeah. So I think I I couldn't have done it without her, but then I feel like she couldn't have done it without me. So we've made a really incredible team. To be fair, so I think I think that's what's been. And I've got I've got incredible friends who are literally they would move heaven and earth for me. So I'm incredibly lucky in that respect.
0: Oh, that's amazing. (laughs) it's honestly the most important thing you have to have you know like family support system and everything so that you don't go through with go through with the importance
1: of like kind of reaching out like no matter how you're feeling like you are and as much as you know if you sometimes feel like you're a burden on people like it's not the case like there was a thing that really hit home like when i went through like a really bad pay like a bad like time in my life um like around january this year um it was i'd rather be reading like your texts and like your worries like you know over or hearing them over the phone than like yeah. reading or reading at your funeral and it literally it kind of really resonates with me because I was just like Do you know what just making that first move whether it's your comfort zone or making that first move to you know reach out to your friend even if it's to help them even if it's to help yourself like there is always someone at the end of the phone and yeah. if you're having any thoughts like that or any kind of like worries like um you know a problem shared is a problem halved.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> how did you manage to stay positive through the whole thing? Because I can imagine it's definitely super hard to live through. Um I couldn't even imagine, but like how did you stay positive? Were you positive? Were you like did you get through it and then now you're positive? Like how's how's the whole situation? Um,
1: I've got like a really weird sense of humour. Like I've got quite like a comedic kind of kind of personality, whereas I will kind mm-hmm. of like try and make a joke out of everything. It's kind of like a coping mechanism that I don't kind of deal with the serious stuff. So I'll just make a joke out of it. So I feel like that took over on quite a lot of the time. Other than that, like I don't actually know how I did it, like looking back and actually talking about it now. I don't think it was kind of positive or I was positive. I think I was just kind of laughing through the pain as such as like, it sounds so deep, but, yeah. um, yeah, I don't, I don't know the answer to that question.
0: Huh? Okay. You've actually that like kind of, it's
1: not often that I'm lost for words and I've, <laughs> it's made yeah. me sweat a little bit to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: Okay. If you don't know what's brought you to be positive, how have you stayed sane throughout the whole situation? Oh, God. Minus the podcast, <laughs> like what kind of habits have you taken? What, you know, what are your normal activities that kind of let you blow off steam, let you be less focused on, oh my God, this is happening and more in like, okay, I can do this. I've got this stuff like that.
1: Well, I definitely haven't stayed sane. <laughs> I'm going to say that. <laughs> so, yeah, First one. step is admitting it, so check. <laughs> Um no I think it's just uh, my my support network my friends my family um I got like into the like into the gym like I was you know making like progress in terms of you know working on myself rather than because obviously such a huge period of my time life have been has now been consumed kind of doing things for everyone else it was yeah. like taking those little moments throughout the week you know my working day um you know just for myself whether it was like an hour you know walking around with a podcast or you know music is is just my is, is my thing like you know taking time out to go to a gig a concert and yeah and I think around the Christmas time when things got really really bad um mm-hmm. it was kind of like those kind of things that I was normally doing weren't working and that's when it kind of alarm bells were ringing for me and I had like such a horrible kind of start to the year. Um, But then when the podcast came along, it was like, oh, wow, okay. So you're doing something positive for yourself. You're helping mm-hmm. other people. It was like all these things that I once kind of struggled with since starting the podcast. It was like slowly chipping away. It was like the first time in my life, like I have a hobby and it just yeah. so happens that like that hobby is going hand in hand with what i'm used to and it's that's you know being there for other people and kind of like helping people you know be the best version of themselves so it, it's weird how it's all kind of like you know going back to what you said about everything happening for a reason that everything that happened like with my mom and you know all the kind of drama with the family it was supposed to happen because now i have a top 40 mental health podcast on apple which i've never in a million years would have expected that to happen so it is insane it really (laughs) really is insane
0: and how has your family reacted to having a podcast like how has your sister reacted
1: um so it's been quite a tough one for my sister like the first episode especially because Mm -hmm. she kind of she saw me go through all that kind of kind of pain and not speak about it so she saw kind of like really really bad days so i don't think she's listened to the first one but afterwards like she's been so supportive like even like my family and my friends like it's just, it's it's weird for someone who i kind of isolate themso- myself and kind of feel like oh i'm on my own like again the podcast is like the, i get random text messages you know off yeah. my nan to say like oh my god this this was funny like this is you know Aww. um and i don't have a great relationship with my dad at all um but he for the first time told me he was proud of me which Aww. yeah it was a, such a huge moment and i was like "It's it's been incredible like it sounds so cheesy but i think it has actually like potentially saved and cha- changed my life for the better so i'm kind of riding a bit of a wave no. at the minute
0: no for sure i can totally see that happening i feel like it's like you said it's your own therapy and you know you definitely help people people listen to it people connect to it and people yeah. definitely just you know like react to people being genuine and like authentic and there's I really nothing more is, authentic than it? you saying your story right
1: like, like, exactly but like you can kind of listen to like these podcasts and like you listen to radio shows and you kind of as much as you enjoy them like you don't yeah. really kind of Relate, and I feel like with podcasts because there's such like a there's such a huge amount of them, and kind of, and they all take their own kind of unique little avenues. Like, yeah, they can have such an impact, and such like a they can talk to you in like in ways that like sometimes your own friends couldn't. Like, yeah, with the whole kind of like the community and like on these Facebook groups and stuff like that, I actually started speaking to a drag queen in minnesota in america oh i love that and i literally what i was taking from their show was mm-hmm. that you know be the best version of yourself so like getting out of your comfort zone and honestly like i never in a million years would have thought i was taking advice from a drag queen on the other side of the world but now it's like it is insane like how many like what can influence you at like that moment in your life it's it's, it's weird <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, but I I definitely agree with you. Um, Again, I have an example as well, which is really funny because the episode that I did about like someone breaking my heart or whatever, it was like really personal. I think my mom only knew about it because she like saw me through it, but none of my friends had heard it. And so when I did that episode, my mom was like, what is wrong with you? Like nobody knows about this and now you're sharing it. And I'm like, well, you know, it's happening.
1: But do you you feel like, do you feel better for kind of speaking about it and kind of putting it out there
0: I did because like you um a a bunch of my friends have been messaging me or like commented on the Instagram post or stuff like that saying oh I wish I would have heard this you know like when I was younger because I also went through with this or like oh this happened to me I wish somebody would have told me at some point that these were the signs or whatever so I wouldn't have gone through with it and you know stuff like that and it definitely like you it definitely makes you feel like oh wow okay I made a difference right
1: that's amazing it kind of gives you something that's kind of just like again like helping you like you know get things off your chest like the impact it has on other people like it's
0: yeah it's
1: such a weird feeling I can't I can't describe the feeling it's because you never expect kind of someone to pick up on it or someone to be like oh actually I felt like that yeah so it, it, it
0: still blows my mind that you know i have subscribers that are yeah. not my friends right i'm like <laughs> you actually think i'm interesting what
1: i think that's what the, the biggest thing for me has been it's just like <laughs> i did an episode with a psychiatrist from new york um last week and mm-hmm. there's um his secretary or someone was like oh i was listening to your episode like driving through like manhattan or something i was like what like inside like on the when i was speaking to him i was like oh yeah yeah you know thank you and inside i was like screaming like why is this person listening to my voice (laughs) driving through new york it's It's honestly
0: an intense feeling i definitely agree with you it's crazy we'll see what happens
1: um, is, is your mom proud of you for doing it
0: She doesn't really understand it, but I mean, she's like, okay, you're having fun with it. Go ahead. Because she – so she's – I'm not going to say her age because she's going to listen to this and she's going to kill me (laughs) like physically. (laughs) But she's in a certain age where, you know, they didn't grow up with like social media technology and stuff like that. So she Mm -hmm. does have Instagram now. She does listen to everything I do. She watches my videos. She comments. But she doesn't understand it. (laughs) To her, it's still like, why would you put yourself through that? Like why – do you like why do you have to make it everyone's business who you screwed or not or like who broke your heart or not so amazing to her it's like still a bit baffling she's like well that's that's interesting but go ahead like let's see what happens
1: i know i'm sure she's really proud <laughs>
0: She wouldn't admit it, but I'm definitely sure she is. I mean, she's listened to all of them. She got mad when I wouldn't let her listen to one of the episodes, so that was that was an interesting experience. Ooh. But how how is your mom doing? Okay, so now how does the future look like for you? Like... Um do you see your mom often you know do does she can you communicate with her does she understand like how
1: definitely now
0: three years uh, later how does she went
1: through like? a stage of they tried to tell me that she had locked in syndrome which basically means that that okay. like, people can only communicate with, like with their eyes and um okay for, my mom's very very stubborn and the only voice that she was responding to at that uh, for such a huge period of time was mine so at that time i was there every day And I was like, it got to a stage where I was recording it. Like I was, you know, sat there for hours, just like, move your hand, move your hand. You know, those kind of like minor kind of instructions. And then when I was sat in front of this doctor saying, you know, he's, you know, my my mom's never going to do this. My mom's never going to do that. I was like, well, Mm -hmm. I was like, well, you're wrong. Like it was for the first time, like I actually stood up for myself throughout the whole situation. I was like, my mom technically should not be here. Like and and to it goes for any walk of life. You should never ever tell someone what they're never going to do. Um, yeah. Because all you're going to do is plant it like a a seed of doubt. But she's gone from strength to strength. So at the moment she's she's able to use her hands. So we can like we Facetime all the time. Um. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, obviously we're not allowed to see her at the moment. Obviously she's in a you know, obviously in a
0: yeah.
1: care home. We did we they they started lockdown the day before her birthday so we rocked up to the window and did the whole kind of love not love island and love actually thing like we wrote like (laughs) things on the cards to say (laughs) i just want to say happy birthday um but yeah we talk like three four times a day um yeah so i don't know what the future holds in terms of my mom i'm hoping she goes from strength to strength Mm -hmm. but in all honesty i'm just glad that she's here she's still you know she was able to attend my sister's 18th birthday um and you know at a time when we didn't even think you know she was going to make it to the end of the week so Mm -hmm. i hope she goes from strength to strength um in terms of me i have no idea i know as soon as this lockdown situation is off i need a holiday so
0: (laughs) i'll sign up for that as well i need a holiday too like i need to get out of not only my apartment but the city and get some sun because it's the summer and i really miss it i don't know what you're feeling but that is my next where's first on
1: your list once lockdown's over
0: yes (laughs) has your mom actually heard the podcast that's a question that i was thinking about she have you played it to her
1: so she has an Alexa so which I can kind of control from home so I can play Mm -hmm. it through her so she my mum hasn't really cried like I don't know whether whether part of her brain that kind of handles emotion and stuff like that like is is a little Mm -hmm. bit damaged but when she spoke to me for the first time after she listened to the first one she cried and she was like oh god I'm giving myself goosebumps um but she said like I'm so proud of you like and every time now like I feel like it's changed our relationship because I feel like I hid such a huge part of how I'm feeling away from her because I wanted her to concentrate on herself whereas now it's like you know oh how are you how's your day you know how are you feeling so it's kind of like it's broke down a wall between me and my mom that we're able to kind of have these kind of difficult conversations and you know as much as you know it's changed my mom's life it's completely redirected mine and my sister's yeah she's 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 incredibly proud and i think that's kind of all kids ever really want to do is obviously make their parents proud so it's
0: yeah
1: (laughs) i feel like i've I've, I've done a good job i I feel like anyway it's probably utter trash but
0: (laughs) oh no that's beautiful (laughs) so it's kind of like your love letter to your mom your podcast definitely
1: and it's kind of I did an episode with one of my mom's friends who Mm -hmm. went through a similar thing. Like she, um, she, she got told that she had like a matter of weeks to live. Like she had a very, very aggressive form of cancer. Um, but she started taking like cannabis oil and stuff to help her. So she's still with us now. Like she's, she's doing incredible and it kind of like, I'd never thought about it. Um, but my mom was like, well, you know if if she wasn't to make it she they now like her children now have this kind of kind of her story like in her own words that i've recorded yeah. on the podcast and it gave me goosebumps because like i didn't even think of anything like that so god forbid it like ever happens but you know there's i don't know it's, kind of, like a, it's kind of like a diary isn't it it's it's, it's weird
0: yeah because it's always going to be there right definitely <laughs> that's so 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 interesting and so beautiful and I haven't even thought about it that way but now you've given me a lot to think and definitely like it's there for like you know eternity
1: (laughs) no it is and I mean from again from like a selfish point of view like one of the episodes Mm -hmm. I did it was the first one I did by myself and I was kind of just like you know my week's been really bad like I was just I was just ranting about how I was feeling and stuff like that and then yeah. I listened to that episode back, like, the following week. It might have been a couple of weeks later. I was like, while well, you got through that, like, it was kind of like a bit of a pep talk to myself. Yeah. And it it's weird. It's, yeah, it's it's definitely an incredibly helpful tool. And I'd recommend to anyone to do it.
0: <laughs> I was actually going to ask you, so my last question to you is the one that I always ask. It's kind of like the basis of the show. But I'm pretty sure at one point or another you've experienced something um that maybe some people are going through or some people have thought about it what was it and like what's your major tip that you could give them to dealing with it it could literally be anything
1: um my biggest tip and i think i'd i'd recommend this to everyone is um, reach out talk it doesn't matter what time it is doesn't matter what it's about just just talk you know reach out communicate um, mm-hmm. It can, it it can save lives, and I know it sounds really dramatic and really kind of like heartfelt. But honestly, like the day I kind of reached out and kind of was honest with myself about how I was feeling, it was a huge turning point. And whether you think it's like it could be like a major thing, it could be a minor thing. But honestly, my only advice would be to reach out because you know no no one no one prepares you for anything like this you know you just For kind sure. of like phone at like a curveball whether it could be as major as what i went through or as minor as kind of you know you know then putting the wrong sauce on you know your sandwich or something you know it kind of it is those things that have an impact but it's it's i really encourage like moaning yeah <laughs> get it off your chest and don't bottle it up <laughs>
0: I love that. And I definitely agree with you. It's always important to talk to people. And so this has been honestly eye opening, super, 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 super interesting. Your story is just incredible. You should like make it a movie, pitch it, (laughs) write a book, you know, do something about that. Cause it's, it's, it definitely has Nicholas Sparks material. Watch this. Might want to contact him. and try to sell the rights to your life story no but all joking aside it's really incredible and you guys should definitely listen to taylor's podcast um the instagram is going to be linked and you know if you want any other links just send to me so that people can be able to find you follow you hear your stories um, listen to mental health and everything and again thank you taylor for being a guest today it was really great i hope your first experience being a guest um was a pleasant one
1: i've loved it honestly as much as i've been kind of poor from my heart out i've had a permanent smile on my face so and your podcast oh. is incredible as well
0: thank you so, so much it really warms my heart to hear that <laughs> so thank you guys and as usual i'll talk to you next week peace out everyone